Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of the Catherine Hop podcast. Today's episode is about the beautiful Vietnamese values that I grew up with. I have not seen my parents since 2019, so I'm really thinking of them. Um, I'm working part-time right now at a coffee store, and today at work, I was just kind of reminiscing of my childhood years in Vietnam since you know that was a place where I was born and raised. I feel very homesick. I, I miss my mom, my dad, my grandma, my cousins. So that kind of um, you know gave me the idea of sharing with you some of the values that I grew up with. And I feel that the people here in the West, you know, when I tell them, you know, I'm from Vietnam, I feel like they don't know much or perhaps the only thing they know about is, you know, about Vietnamese culture is, you know, our food, which is, which is like pho. Um, so, you know, I'm just happy to have this podcast to connect with you all and have the opportunity to express more about my heritage, my culture, and I'm so proud to be Vietnamese and proud of the traditions and culture that I um, grew up with. So yes, I wanted to talk more about the values. There are seven values that I want to share with you today. So the first one uh, in Vietnamese culture is definitely uh, respect for elders. The second one is being family-oriented. Uh, third one is loyalty. Fourth one's good name, being respected. The fifth one's education. The sixth um, is being feminine. Um, and the seventh, last one, is our, uh, you know, annual New Year, Lunar New Year celebrations, which is called Tet. Okay, let's talk about the first one, okay? The first value. So growing up in Vietnam, respect for elders is so important in, in um, my culture. So basically... The older you are in my country, the more established you have a higher level of authority. And that's evident in the way, um, in everyday use of pronouns. So for example, if there's a lady I'm speaking to and I'm addressing her, if she's a bit older than me, then I might call her goal. But if she's a bit way more older than me, <laughs> um, then I would call her bat. Like, and I have to, you know, you have to kind of use your common sense to see which pronoun to use because you don't want to offend the other person and be like, oh my God, you're, you're too old, right? Um, so yeah, that's the thing. There's a lot of respect for elders. Um, we respect our professors in Vietnamese, like high schools, like you have to stand up when the professor enters a room. So respect is really central to like Vietnamese uh, culture. And yeah, it's, it's expressed through like linguistic titles. Um, yeah, the second one, um, is being family oriented. So every Sunday, I just remember growing up and my parents, no matter how much I wanted to sleep in, and I was like, no, I have to study for exam because it's on a Monday, but they would never ever, um, you know, allow me and my sister to skip Sundays. Like we, we had to go to church and we had to have family day. And every time, <clears throat> every time we had family day, you know, my cousins would be there and we'd, we'd spend so much time. We'd go to church and then we'd go eat lunch at some, you know, nice cafe. So that was like our Sunday routine. And it was so, um, it was just like in the calendar and I had to follow it. Um, so now I'm looking back at those times and I'm like, oh, you know what? I'm kind of glad I had those memories because now that I'm in America, like I don't have family day. I don't have this Sunday. And so It's so nice to look back that I had so much lovely memories of just spending time with my cousins and kind of like the importance of spending time with family because once you grow up and you know you have your job, it's 
it's harder to make time for family. So it's it was just much easier, I guess, when you're growing up and you're just at home with family to, you know, make the best with what you have and the time that you have when you're together. Loyalty is another uh, great value that my parents um, instilled in me. So loyalty is kind of like, you know, if they grow older, I'll take care of them. You know, it's like pride. So, you know, now that I'm in America uh, trying to make a living, I, I still think about that. Like, you know, how do I take care of my parents? You know, uh, when they get old, like, what can I do to take care of them? And in, I think in almost every Asian culture, um, taking care of your parents is, is quite important. Um, I'm not sure if the younger generation is still doing that, but I know in my generation, we're still thinking about that. And yeah, so that's the thing about being the eldest in the family too, that I have this responsibility of taking care of my family. And, you know, when my sister came to the U.S., I took care of her. So yeah, that comes with, you know, being the eldest of the family. (laughs) Um, Another value is, um, you know, having a good reputation. So this is one thing that I noticed of how people do business in Asia versus in the West. So in Vietnam, a lot of people, a lot of the things that people kind of find you trustworthy is through your good name, like your reputation. So that's even more important than your qualifications, I feel like. So um, I'll give you an example. My mother, she's an actress and she's really respected. And I'm not being biased. If you look her up, she is very respected. And it's because she didn't have any scandals or any sort of like, you know, Uh, rumors or things like that she was able to maintain her good name you know when she started acting when she was 18 years old I don't know how she did it but that's how people sort of respect you it's because you had a good good reputation it's really fundamental when you do business in Vietnam that you have good status and good reputation and then I feel like the qualifications kind of come later I, I feel like if I had to translate the saying in English, it's like, oh yeah, that family's good, like comes from a good family and therefore you should do business with them. <laughs> Whereas in the West, it's more like you have a degree, how many years of experience do you have? What's your specialty? What do you specialize in? You know, and you in, in America, you tend to, let's say, if you want to work with someone, you work with people in the field that has like outstanding merit, right? But in, in contrast to Vietnam, it all boils down to someone's reputation. So that was something that I noticed um, as I'm like living here and doing business. Um, another Vietnamese value that I grew up with is education. So... I went to an international school and it was very competitive. Everyone around me was striving to be the best and that really motivated me. And I was, um, you know, always feeling motivated when I I went to school because there was always someone being um, the best at something, like the best at violin, the best at literature, the best at theater. And so to say that I wasn't competitive would be an understatement because I wanted to strive to be like them. They really inspired me. So education is um, an important value in Vietnamese culture. Like my parents were always, always tell me, you know, make sure you study. I'm glad that they never pushed me because I enjoyed school. So they didn't really have to push me like they pushed my sister. But uh, yeah, for the most part, it was just like, you know, make sure you study. You know, this, you know, knowledge is important. And, you know, because of that, and I'm so grateful that my parents gave me such a wonderful education in Vietnam and you know because of that that's how I speak you know fluent English and that's how I'm able to think the way that I did because they invested so much in my education not just in Vietnam but the U.S. too so thank you so much mom and dad I love you um yeah 
what was the other value I was going to tell you guys? Oh, yes, <laughs> being feminine. So I know we, I was just talking about like kind of like the general Vietnamese values and traditions, but this is something that my mother, um, she's a Vietnamese woman. She's proud of it. And she always, I just remember growing up, I was, I was always kind of like, I didn't really take care of myself very well. I, I wasn't, you know, growing up before puberty, I wasn't the prettiest. And so I, I was like, you know what? I don't even look like my mother. Like, I'm not even pretty. Like, why take care of myself? But my mother would always be like, you know, Catherine, take care of yourself. You know, comb your hair. Make sure your face is clean. Nails are polished. You look put together. I want you to leave the house and be respected. Dressing is a good form of manners. Um, and she'd always tell me that, you know, when you dress well, it's easier to form good friendships, do business. And I 100% agree with that. That is so essential. I think even more essential now that when you start a business, that, that's what they look at. First impressions do matter. I don't know if people are like, oh yeah, first impressions don't matter. No, that is so not uh, true. I remember I was studying something and I was reading this article and I think there are three things people judge you when they first um, meet you. The first one is like the way that you look, right? The way that you dress. Second is tone of voice. And then third one, I forgot, but yes, impressions do matter. So and my mother is very feminine. I love that about her because she always like, you know, she kind of celebrated being a woman. She loved getting her nails done, her hair, her makeup. She always looked so like just, I don't know, like a goddess. Like I would just come home. I'd like come home like from a long day of school, you know, and I, I you know, I grew up in Vietnam. So it's like tropical weather. It's like super hot. And I'd come home and I'd be sweaty in my uniform, my school uniform. I'd see my mother and just like, oh my God, her hair, her makeup, like she's put together, she's doing housework. She just came home from like a long day of like shooting till 2 a.m., but she still looks put together. So she always inspires me that you can always make time for what you love. Like, you know, no matter how stressed you are, make time to take care of your health, your nails, whatever it is, you know, therapy, you have to do it. Like you cannot neglect your health. So that's one of the most wonderful values that she instilled in me and my sister. <laughs> and she still reminds me every day when she calls me, you know, I always call my parents, um, you know, to tell them, you know, I'm doing well in America. And, and then my mom would be like, okay, you know, did you, um, you know, is your how's your teeth, you know, um, how's your skin? How's everything? You know, are you taking care of your weight? Are you exercising? You know, not in a, like a negative way, just like, just making sure like I'm still taking care of myself. So it's such a great reminder because, <laughs> I mean, we just went through the pandemic. I think all of us was just kind of like not feeling ourselves, right? And the last um, Vietnamese tradition that I always celebrate it, and I'm looking, I cannot wait to go back home to Vietnam so I can celebrate that. So that is like um, a Lunar New Year. So we know you have the New Year's Eve in Western American, I don't know, culture. But in, in uh, Vietnamese, we have like our own Lunar New Year where we have red envelopes and dragon dances and fireworks. It's just uh, firecrackers. It's just, it's so much fun. And uh, I just remember, you know, growing up with that, I'd eat like candy. Like, I don't know, I don't know how to, the English translation. I, I even forgot the name of the candy, but it's like um, these pink and green candies. And there's like tea. I'd like wear my um, Ao Yai, which is like a Vietnamese traditional costume. And I'd visit my grandparents and just like, you know, chuk uh, which, which which means like you just go in and you, you tell your grandparents like, I wish you 
a prosperous year, that kind of thing, and going to the temple. We uh, we had family altars. We placed fruits to honor our ancestors, and we'd eat banjung, which is like a sticky rice with beans and pork, and it's wrapped around banana leaves. It's like sticky rice. It takes like a whole night to prepare for it. I love that. It's so delicious. Um, and Vietnamese people prepare for this holiday religiously. So like two weeks before, you know, the Lunar New Year, everyone's like everybody's dressed to the nines, you know, homes are clean, decorated, foods are prepared. The lucky colors are red. So you're going to see a lot of Vietnamese people wearing red because it's like a lucky color. Um, yeah, so that's what I really miss, you know. That is all about like leaving mistakes and hardships of the previous year behind and, you know, trying to anticipate a better year to come. So I hope Vietnam will be open so I can go back to Vietnam and see my family, give them a hug and spend Lunar New Year with them. I don't know how many Lunar New Years I've missed. So this is such a nice time to come home and, you know, celebrate uh, Lunar New Year with my parents. So thank you so much for listening to this episode about, you know, the Vietnamese valleys I grew up with. Uh, I feel so happy to kind of share you more about my life and kind of how I grew up. Um, I'm really just kind of like <laughs> just smiling a lot right now because I just feel like, wow, geez, like I'm 26. Like that was like, what? Oh my God, like seven years ago, like time flies by so fast. And I remember in high school, all I wanted was just to grow up. And now I'm like, here I am. Like, oh my God, Catherine, you should have enjoyed yourself. So I think that's like, you know, kind of a reminder for myself to kind of enjoy what I have right now. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. At times I, I stress out so much about my future. Like, how, how am I going to make money? You know, how am I going to support myself? All these things. But So it's just like, okay, ground yourself, <laughs> meditate, do what you have to do to ground yourself, talk to your parents. So yeah, it's such a great reminder. I feel like every time I I feel like I can't do something or I feel like I need strength, I just look back at my childhood and all these years coming to America. And yeah, I feel like, you know, I can conquer anything I set my mind to. So thank you so much for listening to this episode. And, you know, if you want to know more about my journey studying abroad in America, check out my website, katherineha.com. Make sure you subscribe so that you can, um, you know, have the latest updates to my new episode. And I'll see you next time. Thank you. Bye.